everyone, and take two of another great episode. Episode 139 of Elder Scrolls Off the Record, a Quest Gaming Network production available for download on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and QuestGamingNetwork.com. Today's record date is Turdos, Sun's Dawn the 5th, and I am your host and fellow Tamrielic Traveler, and apparently the man who put the man in, holy crap, that was a man wearing a wedding dress in ESO, Ivarwin. Oh, Lord. Uh, and I am joined by my wonderful hosts, uh, your favorite Skyrim, Rockin' Dova Chica, and looking for a single male dev, hint, hint, Liz, Mistress LeBeau. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, he's, he's got a lot, he's got a list. Pray you don't make it, but you probably already have Rob Rage Philosophy. Right, coming for you. Welcome, everybody. Internet, chat room. Good to have you. And the man who fired Urag Groshub in the College of Winterhold because his book collection wasn't up to his standards. That's Mike, the Tamrielic historian. That's right. Right off the top of the tower he goes. <laughs> you, uh, the orc posse that's out for me can come get it. No cannon this time? <laughs> no cannon this time. <laughs> uh, the chat room's laughing at me saying, Navarwin, don't screw up your microphone settings again. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the most patient men in game development. Uh, on your top left here, the lead lead user experience designer at Zenimax and the inventor of both the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. That joke wasn't funny the first time and it's horrible the second time. Chris Strauss! <laughs> Thanks for having me here and I uh, hope, uh, hope everyone's having a good time. And Xbox One and PlayStation 4, geez, yeah, I, that, I wish I developed those. You're a wealthy man. <laughs> yeah, yes, definitely. <laughs> Uh, and a man who needs no introduction, but we're going to anyway because it'd be rude not to. Creative director of Elder Scrolls Online and the inventor of the Paul Sage Hawaiian shirt, <laughs> Paul Sage. Hello, everyone. Uh, thanks for uh, having me on your show tonight. Yes. Thank you for making the time to be here. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, hour one will be dedicated to interviewing these fine folks by some prepared uh, questions that we have as well from Twitter and from our live chat room. So chat room, get those uh, get those questions all worked out. Um, but before we go into any of that, Liz, uh, please tell everyone who has sponsored our show and maybe a little bit about our iTunes five star reviewers today. Um. We are hearing an echo in the chat room, but um, we're going to keep on, I guess. Um, <laughs> I no, hold on, that'll know. get fixed. There we go. That's that is now fixed. There, there you go. Yay! Yay! Thank you. Yay live. Our show is sponsored in part by TweakedAudio.com. Are you tweaking? Quality headphones and 30% off with our code off the record, all one word, at tweakedaudio.com and at Audible. You can get a free audiobook today at audibletrial.com slash questgaming network. And we've got some iTunes five star reviewers from Lovin' My Touch, Ooh. Dark Donkey 34, Ramp, and Decast 89. Those are real guys. You can go on our iTunes page and actually see that. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, loving my eye touch, donk, dark donkey 34, ramp and decast. Thank you so much for, for those, um, those, uh, wonderful words. Uh, we're gonna, uh, we're gonna get through this right now. All right. Uh, we will be talking about Elder Scrolls Online in our in-game play. Uh, we are interviewing Paul Sage and Chris Strauss today, as well as a rage of the week. Some Tamriel's rumors that, uh, will be tossing out to these two lovely gentlemen from Zenimax and your tweets and emails. Uh, but first, Mike, we've got something quick to mention. 
Yep, the first hour of the show will be dedicated to the interview with Paul and Chris. Uh, we'll be asking them prepared questions, uh, but we're also looking for your questions. So please, in the chat room, uh, as you uh, think of things that you'd like asked, you know, uh, prepare your statements there. And if you uh, want to connect with us on Twitter, you can tweet at Elder Scrolls OTR, all one word, uh, and we'll try and get them in there too. All right, guys, your interview right after this. In their tongue, he's Dovahkiin, Dragonborn. All right, so uh, once again, thanks to uh, Paul Sage and, and Chris Strauss uh, for being here. And uh, let's uh, let's kick it over to, to Rob. Uh, we've got a couple of questions we want to ask you folks, and um, I guess, uh, Rob, take it away. All right. So for the first question that we have, uh, with the release of Elder Scrolls Online for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, will gamepad slash controller support be coming for the PC? And if yes, uh, when could we expect it? Uh, so uh, what, do you want to grab that one, Chris? Yeah, I'll take it. Um it's something, yeah, it's something we definitely want to bring to the PC. We don't have a, an actual date for uh, when it would happen, but uh, we're, we're all, you know, fans of PC as well as console. And uh, I myself, you know, I, I'll play some PC games on, on uh, my TV. So I understand, you know, some people like to play, you know, from further away if they have like a home theater PC set up. But uh, we don't have anything to really announce yet, but it's something we definitely would like to do. And just one quick follow-up on that. Um, is there a way to like have a an escape type of function if you do ever bring it up, where if you have a keyboard, you'd be able to still use keyboard functions along with the controller? Just as something uh, to think about. Yeah, so I think that's uh, that's part of the difficulty of it, right, is uh, making sure that it feels like a natural experience uh, on the PC as well as on the console. So that's, that's why it wouldn't be a simultaneous uh, release. Uh, when you look at it, uh, right now, I mean, this is getting behind the scenes a little bit, but actually our our code base for console and PC are uh, uh, kind of intertwined and interlinked. Uh, so we can, you know, kind of get updates out as fast as possible uh, for all the systems. But uh, be that as it, as it is, the PC uh, having the controller support is takes a little bit more uh, to get it going than it does of just uh, being able to port it directly over. So uh, those are the things we have to consider before we actually put it out for the PC. All right. Um, I guess one thing we we probably should have done before we we started asking questions was uh, maybe a little a little introduction. Um, I guess starting with <laughs> that's all I could think of when you guys were talking. I was like, "Is there going to be no intro?" <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> Chris, would you mind please explaining? Um, I mean, your your lead user experience designer um, at at Zenimax. I mean, what what is uh, what does that entail, and, and how do you how do you interface with with the game that we all interface with every every day? Uh, sure. Um, so actually, uh, right now I'm, I'm kind of working on, uh, gameplay with the different groups and basically I kind of interface with the three departments that are kind of, uh, responsible for the different systems that you see supporting a lot of the content. So we have like a systems group and a combat group as well as a, a UI group. So you guys have, you know, maybe familiar with Eric and Phil cause they've been on some of the, uh, ESO Live and, and some articles that have been out there. So I basically work with those groups and work with the UI group and try to 
kind of we all coordinate and try to make sure the systems come together and I kind of review the things that are going in the game, uh, play tests, uh, try to make sure we get things as polished as, as it could be and just try to kind of get a, you know, really high quality experience for anything we kind of deliver that's, you know, within the realm of gameplay itself. Um, there's a different different kind of group that interfaces with us that's content. Um, so I'm just kind of primarily involved in the gameplay area of the game. Okay, so so kind of closely tied to to um, aspects of, of quality assurance. Uh, yeah, um, you know, working also on like the high level kind of design with uh, you know I, I work with Paul and uh, the different leads of those groups and basically just kind of bringing in together the art and the tech uh, as well for you know everything from like the justice system to uh, a good example is like the champion screen. I kind of. Uh, worked with uh, the UI group and kind of drove how that would all work as well as uh, all the UI and controls and things like that. So a lot of different, my hands are kind of in a lot of different areas um, with the, with whatever system we're kind of bringing online. Hmm. Okay. Um, and, and Paul, I mean, obviously, you know, I think everyone knows um, what, what it is that, that you do, but, but do we, I don't know. I mean, can you maybe explain a little bit? Wow, if I could explain this, I'd be doing so well. Um, <laughs> actually, when you look at it, uh, look at it like uh, kind of laying out the uh, path as to what we're going to do uh, in the future. So I'll, I'll actually lay out, hey, these are the systems I think we need to work on. Um, and, you know, we turn that over to the teams. Uh, sometimes I'm a little bit more hands-off with things, and sometimes I'm a little bit more hands-on. It depends on what the, the system or the content is going to be. Uh, and then just a lot of reviewing of the systems, just sitting down and playing them and saying, like, yes, this feels uh, right or this feels good. You know, and just, just basically a lot of uh, consulting with the different leads and uh, on the different pieces of the game uh, just to make sure it all forms a, you know, a, a cohesive whole, so to speak. All right. Um, Mike, uh, Mike, Liz, and Rob, if there's a, a question in the chat room, because I know, I know they're, they're filling up already and asking. Um, yeah, I keep posting them down below. Okay, great. Thanks. Appreciate that. Um, okay. Well, we've got, uh, we've got more questions here. Um, with the introduction of the crown shot, will character alteration features be something that is available, such as cosmetic, hair, skin changes, race, sex changes? Uh, that's a really good question. It's definitely something that we've been looking at. Um, you know, what the future of uh, what we put on the crown store uh, is is one of those things that that's uh, you know we have plans for our boundaries of what we'll put on there, but not necessarily exact pieces of what we'll put on there because I think a lot of that is driven by the response of the community uh, and what they want to see there. So uh, definitely getting something like uh, you know internally we call it the barber shop, um, but whatever it becomes is 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 something that I think is a priority for us. Yeah. Hmm. That's uh, that's real exciting. So you guys are actually, you know, starting to, in quotes, you know, work on that, doing some preliminary stuff for it. Uh, yeah, I, I would I would say the uh, early investigation has begun on that system. Yep. Wow, that's great news. Hey, Avarwin, if they do this, you could get rid of your mullet. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me so happy. It makes me happy too. <laughs> no more deleting VR twos because I picked the wrong eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> um, Liz, would you mind picking up uh, a couple of these of these questions? 
Oh, absolutely. Uh, well, where were I think we? We're on uh, number three. Number three. How will DLC be handled for subscribers, ESO Plus members, and how will that differ for those who are not subscribed? And will there be any PSO, ESO Plus membership exclusive achievements? Oh, uh, ESO Plus membership uh, will basically let you uh, or open up all of the DLC. Uh, that's currently available. So as long as you're a uh, ESO Plus member, then you will have any of the DLC we have uh, available at that time available to you, as well as getting all the other perks, such as the experience boosts, uh, the inspiration boosts, uh, and of course the the crown. So uh, you know we're trying to make it something that people really want to do, um, and so hopefully uh, people are excited about that option. Now, if somebody, this is a, just a side question to that. If somebody, say, uh, can't afford it one month and they, they right. unsub, okay, what happens then? Uh, well, and, but they want to go back, see? Yeah, well, later. okay, so it's, it's interesting because uh, when we talked about changing you know, our uh, revenue model, so to speak, um, to what we have now, um, what we said is we want anybody who isn't a subscriber just to lose access to that DLC – uh, just just for that, you know, if it's a month or whatever it is, but they'll still have the complete game, you know, that they they bought, and so it would just be losing access to that DLC uh, for that that period of time. Any kind of uh, weapons or armor that might be gained in that DLC will that be gone, or will they be able to keep? That? No, they'd keep that. That's something yeah. that they'd keep. Uh, you know, the items that you find there, you you would keep. I don't I don't foresee us uh, uh, okay. being able to restrict that in any way. Uh, I can see the fanboys going, or not the fanboys, the naysayers going nuts on that. <laughs> um, so, so this one's being posted in our chat room a lot. So let's just get it out there now. Um, people are asking: Will veteran ranks be completely removed by the time the uh, the game goes uh, goes by to play in March? No. Okay. That's as that's as straight as I can put it. No, I don't think the veteran ranks will be removed by that time. Okay. Now, how about when when the game is available for for purchase on consoles in June? I do not believe it'll be done by that time either. This is it's a complex system, and the reason it's a complex system is because of the itemization that goes along with it. Yeah. Um, a lot of the veteran rank itemization has to, would have to be turned over into. Uh, the new itemization method. And that's actually a very complex thing to do, which is why we're doing this in the phases we are. So that's, that's, that's part of the complexity, the behind-the-scenes complexity there, but that's really the major reason uh, that we won't be removing them before that time. Okay. Well, I, you know, it's, it's a very interesting answer. All right. So, so uh, Marwin, can I go back to number three for just one second? Yes, sir. Go so right on last thing. Um, so let's say you've you know been subscribed for six months, and... Uh, a DLC has come out in that first month of the six months. Is there any thoughts on like um, you know grandfathering in like after so many months of um, having been an ESO Plus member to maintain those uh, the DLC as they get older and older and you've subscribed for longer and longer? It is something we've talked about, but I do not believe it is something we are currently planning on. Uh, you know, like I said, that's that's something that can change. Uh, where we we actually change that, uh, I think we'll go through a few iterations before we re- really settle on that. But currently, I would say that is not the plan. The plan is, you know, as I stated before. Yeah, because I think a lot of people are trying to weigh: should they keep the ESO Plus membership versus just outright buy the DLC? Um, so you know, that's. 
the reason why I ask. Uh, and, and I think that's I think that's actually really good. I think that's one of the benefits of this. It's it's giving people that choice and kind of what they feel the most comfortable with, uh, and and how they how they want to uh, you know they they'll decide how to pay. Yeah. Right. Uh, now the RP community is is alive and vibrant in the game. Um, what what UI elements will be implemented for the uh, the consoles to facilitate role playing, if any at all? Well, uh, we have a lot of the UI elements that you already kind of know and are familiar with in the PC. We uh, the guilds, the groups. Uh, we're working on uh, finalizing uh, the emotes. So. Uh, there's pretty much, you know, all, all the tools that are kind of available there for the RP community are still available on the console. Uh, yes. those, how would they be, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt, how would they be implemented? Uh, that's something we're finalizing. Uh, you'll okay. be, it, it, it'll, uh, it should be, uh, once we start kind of going into testing, you'll be able to kind of see how that works. Right. That's actually the, uh, the uh, question I was going to ask him too, Liz, so. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad you grabbed that up. <laughs> yes, and, and this one wants to remind you that we will also have uh, voice over IP, yes. so that will be active for the role play community as well. Yep. For those people who like to role play with voice. <clears throat> ah, yeah. See, <laughs> he said this one. I mean, he's like a Khajiit. Yeah, to <laughs> say. I see what you did there, Paul <laughs> Uh, now you got a. As far as like add-ons go, um, you got you got uh, popular add-ons for the you know for RP is is ESO theater. That's that's one that's out there for role playing. Um, and you could set commands for emotes and you know small list of keybinds. But will will the PS4 and Xbox One have access to to emotes and you know and if so, is that going to? Well, I, I think you've already answered that. You, you said they will have access to emotes and you're finalizing it. Um, I mean, is there going to be like a drop-down menu, or is it is it always going to have to be you know typed in? Uh, it's not it's not a uh, it's not actually an interface you type into. So it is something that you're kind of selecting, but um, uh, that's really kind of that's part of kind of their what we're kind of working on right now is how you actually execute those because there's you know there's some emotes that you may want to fire up all the time, some that you. Uh, aren't going to fire as frequently, so um, it's it's something we're kind of working out. But yeah, it's uh, it's through the actual it's 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 built in mind with you know what's easiest with the controller. Um, here's here's a quick one that that's you know definitely off our list. How how long uh, will do, does Zenimax plan to to be in development until they they short they sort of shut development down on the console and say? Okay, now what we're going to do is we're going to we're going to wrap this up. We're going to put it on CDs, and we're going to ship the boxes out to uh, to retailers for for purchase by street date. <coughs> how long do you think that'll be? How how long do I think we'll be in development? Well, uh, yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I mean, we we we've, we've announced our console release date, uh, right? So. So that's that's actually already been released. Um, yeah. But you know, I w- I would say that you know one of the things that we're very uh, conscientious of is is going to be the quality of that release, just just like uh, you know any of our updates uh, coming out. So I think that uh, you know that's that's been announced, and uh, yeah, 
I'm really, I'm really not sure if there's a secondary question there. Or, or yeah, no, the... I, I didn't very, I didn't really word it all that well. I mean, how how late is too late in software development before before you start um, shipping out the product? I mean, you know, I think um, and Rob maybe can quote me on this. The the release date for uh, Tamriel Unlimited was June seventeenth. It's uh, March seventeenth uh, for Tamriel Unlimited. Right, if, if I'm not. If I'm not mistaken. Right, yeah, I'm sorry. It is St. Patrick's Day. But it goes, it goes to console in June. Yes. So, correct. right. So, so I mean, is that like a, a span of like, you know, a month before you say, okay, uh, we're done updating the software and then we're going to take this month to just like, you know, ship out to retailers or... Oh, okay. I see. You're just asking kind of a behind the scenes, like, yeah. you know, how long does this generally take? I got it. Uh, well, I mean, it, it depends and it varies from product to product, but I will tell you that uh, everybody knows that, you know, when you're working on console titles, you have to submit those titles to say the, uh, whether it be uh, Microsoft or whether it be Sony and they have to go through, they have their own testing uh, routine, which is called a uh, cert approval uh, as kind of a behind the scenes uh, thing. And, and so you go through that. And so that process actually takes some time that could take, uh, you know, anywhere from say three weeks to longer. Um, and then, and then you have your own internal testing of going out there. And so, uh, we'll have beta tests. And so we'll want to have time to respond to beta. So we've got all this kind of planned out on the calendar. Um, but really the time it takes before you hit your, what you believe is final and what you ship out is, is variable, uh, because it just depends on your certification. So you try to pick the date that has enough padded time in there as well. Okay. So, Coming off of that one, then, since uh, everything has to go through Sony and Microsoft uh, for their approval beforehand, is there any thoughts on uh, add-on support for the PlayStation and the Xbox that uh, some of the popular ones in the PC community would go through ZeniMax, uh, having been built into a patch? Uh, things like ESO Theater or the framing or some of the other popular map add-ons, things like that. So uh, that's, that's a great question. Um, the consoles don't support add-ons, but with that said, you know there's a lot of really terrific and great add-ons that are out there on the on the PC version, and we, we've been looking at the add-ons and seeing you know what of the add-ons that are out there can we uh, integrate within the core uh, UI itself. So that's the uh, approach kind of that we've been taking is, you know, trying to leverage, you know, some of the great add-ons that the community has done um, and seeing, you know, what makes sense for, for the core UI just itself. Uh, Rob, could you grab number nine, please? Uh, will the Imperial City and or spellcrafting updates uh, be considered paid DLC? Or would that be uh, what you refer to as, a, uh, I guess, a free update? Uh, that is another really good question. I would say that at this time, um, you know, what we tend to look at philosophically, so I'm going to have to answer this philosophically versus uh, whether a specific is, is, is paid or not, is philosophically, if it's something that's systematic, uh, like, like a spellcrafting, generally those are going to tend to make more sense to come out as uh, free right um now that's that's not to say that spellcrafting will be i'm just saying that that's that tends to be the way we look at things because that affects all the players that's something that goes uh throughout the entire game right for something that's more content related 
um, then that's going to be what I believe is going to be more uh, DLC. And when I say content, what I actually mean is things like a new zone, uh, all new dungeons, or something of that nature. Uh, that would be more likely to be DLC. And of course, DLC could have within it packaged uh, some systematic things that are just specific to that zone or something of that nature, that might be uh, a DLC as well. Um, but all, all of that would be you know, something that once we actually get closer to those updates that you'll, you'll kind of see. Okay. Cool. All right. Um, Mike, that, that one you're highlighting there, I suppose. So... With the addition of the Crown Shop, uh, will Zinemax continue to partner with third-party vendors to bring us physical items, uh, which include exclusives, i.e., things that aren't available on the Crown Store? Um, you know, we at th- just the pre-Christmas time we saw the plush Netch that was hanging out in uh, the studio there. So we're wondering, you know, is the, that kind of stuff like the mud crab, the uh, guar, the uh, fighters, are those things still going to continue and have exclusives that you can't buy without buying the physical item? I have, I honestly, I don't have any idea. I don't think Chris knows. Um, I don't, yeah. I, that's a great <laughs> question. <laughs> <about>. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, we, we, we broke the dev. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I, I, I mean, there are plushies I wish we had that we don't have. So I, I would love to see more plushies. I, I lost my mind when I saw the, the Netch plush. Uh, my, my son is obsessed with Netches. So as soon as I saw that, I knew I would have to get one if it would ever became available. Right. Uh, now, Paul, you said that we're never going to get a, an in-game Paul, set pay, uh, Paul Sage page. Paul Sage pet. <laughs> uh, can, we ex- can we at least expect a, uh, a Paul Sage plushie? <laughs> Man, I hope not. With a really colorful shirt and... <laughs> I don't know what it is about my shirt, but I will I will confirm that I am wearing the best shirt you've never seen tonight. Damn it! <laughs> so, I'll tell you, we were tweeting earlier, and DC Deacon over at the Bethesda main ship there thought that you couldn't outdo the shirt that you wore on the last ESO Live. That is that, the gauntlet cannot be thrown like that. That is just not fair. Yeah. <laughs> It was up there, so it yeah. may challenge. It may rival the one you had on the ESO Live. Yeah, on Monday morning, he's gonna. You know, Paul's gonna be walking in with like a, a you know a Pollock painting wrapped around his chest. Just I think Gina and Jess can confirm that I do indeed have a lot of shirts that are, uh, uh, I guess, considered out there and and colorful and and fun. Yeah. <laughs> Oh boy, aren't you guys happy you made time for us today? <laughs> um, so, so will the loyalty reward system remain as an incentive for subs, uh, pets, or mounts, which will never be available in store? Uh, so, I believe that uh, we are going to be ending the loyalty program just because it won't make as much sense in, in its current incarnation uh when when we go uh with Tamriel Unlimited. So um that is not to say that there won't be other programs, but the the, the particulars of that program I think are gonna end at that time. Alright. I, I mean will there be, you know, uh one more nine month or a twelve month sort of, you know, last hurrah in that case, or that's that's it. Like thanks thanks for, you know, here's you know, six months was it uh, and, you know, we'll look to the future to do something else. Uh, no, I, I believe we have the nine month uh, coming up, so I think that one's still there. And uh, uh, as as far as I know, the nine month is still uh, oh. on target. 
Oh, excellent. That's that is good news. All right, um, Rob, uh, did, did we do number nine? We did nine, didn't we? Yes, yes, we did number nine. Um, how about twelve then? Okay. Uh, many in the community believe the duration on Shadow Cloak is too short. Uh, so for Nightblade players, uh, when can we expect Shadow Cloak to finally work? Uh, what, what are current uh, what are the current plans to uh, rework the skill? Okay, Chris, I, I was waiting for you, but I know uh, it's one of the things that Eric's looking into in terms of just all the feedback that's kind of been coming in and that the whole combat group has been just going through all the pages of feedback and, and internal testing. Uh, I don't know specifically what changes are coming to Shadow Cloak, uh, but yeah, that's that's why I wasn't sure on that one specifically. All right. Okay. Uh, now, Mike, would you mind taking uh, 10 and 11 there as well? Okay, so uh, number 10. With patch 1.6 being a game mechanics update, uh, can you please elaborate on future content patches and PvP changes that we can expect for this calendar year? Uh, again, so... We're, we're trying to nail down the specifics of looking towards the future and uh, what we can expect this year. Um, and any time we talk about that, it, it starts to get into promised land. I will say that uh, the most immediate plans that we have uh, have to do with uh, the Rothgar uh, or Orsinium update. Um, the zone is Rothgar, and of course Orsinium is the uh, uh, capital city there. Um, so that that is that is in the most immediate plans. Um, that will contain uh, various things. Um, we are looking at PvP um, pretty heavily right now, um, and uh, I, I, I don't want to reveal too much. I wish I could reveal more, but uh, some pretty exciting stuff uh, uh, looking into for that one. So um, you, you know, uh, don't want to promise too much at this point. Uh, you've kind of seen what, what we're doing with uh, hopefully in some of the videos with Rothgar. Uh, and the, the PvP, uh, the one thing I will say is uh, performance is still our primary, but we are looking at other uh, fun things to do with that. Uh, now, Mike, if I could just interject real quick with a, a, a question from the chat room, then we'll get over to number 11. Um, speaking of PvP, uh, instanced dueling and, um, you know, like like arena battles and whatnot, um, is that... Is there is there any kind of plan at all to at this point um, to to have that in the game? Um, you know, when we when we shift, we we basically went with uh, you know Cyrodiil being our primary focus and the Alliance War being the primary focus for PvP. Um, it's not that we have anything against instance dueling. It's just you know there's only so much time in any given schedule, and that's not currently on the schedule. Um, so I would say that I, I wouldn't expect to see that anytime very soon. Okay, because yeah, uh, we had a little event uh, where uh, six of us went out to Cyrodiil and you know hid from the rest of the populace and dueled each other, and it was actually really really fun. Uh, so I think yeah, all of us won. are hoping. Well, you did really good, you know. No, you Except for the fact that I kept hiding. I was going to disappear. Everything didn't let you find me. <laughs> Shadow Cloak does wonders when it works. Yeah, that should be illegal next time. <laughs> and here we are asking them for, for buffing Shadow Cloak. <laughs> it's got to be longer time, that's all. Uh, so number 11. Mm -hmm. um, 
So recently we were speaking on our classic Elder Scrolls podcast uh, about arrows. And the topic of arrow selection came to the conversation. And uh, is there any future plans for arrow skins in the crown store to reflect the power of the bow being used? I mean, I've got a VR9 epic bow, and I'm still shooting what looks like iron arrows in first person. That's pretty uh, pretty interesting idea. I mean, I've, I've seen some kind of suggestions as well where people were kind of mentioning for uh, some of the different VFX uh, having different colors in the crown store. I think uh, uh, it's 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 something that I've seen come up, uh, you know, just in reading the forums. Uh, I, I'm not aware of any plans at the moment uh, regarding that. I think one of the challenges also is since so much of our combat is, you know, very visual, we try to kind of make sure that the visuals line up to the different attacks going on. So there's kind of a fine line there as well. Um, but uh, it's an interesting idea. I just, uh, I'm not aware of any And this plans. is kind of like a role-playing, like, you know, personal, um, yeah, it really wouldn't affect combat so much as, you know, you've heard about the Black Arrow book and, you know, the Ebony Arrows that come from Skyrim and stuff like that. And, you know, the fact that we're all looking like we're using Iron Arrows, that kind of concept that, oh, you've made it to level 50 you know, and uh, you've got this epic bow, you know, the arrow should reflect it, that, you know, it looks like it's an epic bow to yourself. I mean, nobody else, Liz is like, how do you even see your arrows? Yeah, cause she's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, uh, right now, I'm not. Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, I think uh, it's something that I, I think you know. I'll uh, mention it to Lee. Um, see his thoughts as well. But yeah, I'm uh, not really kind of aware of anything right now. Plan for that. Cool. Now, I, I've I've recently found out that uh, you guys are working really, really hard on updating the uh, the public test server for the the upcoming week, and and maybe that'll hit next week, maybe it won't. Uh, but you guys are working really hard with all the feedback that you're getting from the public test server. Um, what are some of the things that that you guys are working on based on that feedback from the the PTS on update six? Oh wow, um, this wow. has been. Uh, the best run on PTS, and and I, I mean, seriously, the the, the whole community has been knocking it out of the park on this one. Um, yeah. Justice system, nice. um, you know, we have a lot of people coming in and looking at the justice system, uh, giving us lots of feedback, specifically related to guard behavior, guard AI. Uh, you know, we had one player who was standing in a puddle uh, <laughs> that was getting away from guard, so 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 we're you know making sure that. Uh, the guards are going that. to be p- puddle proof, right? Did he so, uh, <laughs> puddle proof crime. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, and uh, you know, not only are we looking at that, of course, you know, we have uh, some of the guilds out there. They're doing some of the trials. Uh, you know, we've gotten some really good feedback. Uh, you know, considering AA. Um, you know, and well, all the trials. Um, but you know, primarily one of the the interesting bits is. Uh, been people who uh, are talking about how um, you know the the uh, trash mobs, you know, which is the common community name for them, mm. um, are, are are hitting too hard uh, against uh, you know the the people who are normally either DPS or healing uh, because they're used to wearing the light armor and uh, the tank, you know, only generally holds one or two of the aggro, and so, so that trash is actually becoming a lot harder. And so we've gone back and we've looked at that and, and adjusted that, uh, you know. Uh, just with abilities, I mean, we're looking at shifting standard, uh, inhale doing flame damage, uh, 
you know, I think there was a, a problem with like say uh, where in, inhale uh, the uh, even the notes were wrong on it. So we're we're fixing that. Um, wow. Doing stuff with like mountains blessing, uh, say uh, blood spawn armor uh, being uh, with the spell resistance buff being a little bit too strong. Uh, you know, people uh, complaining about uh, power extraction doesn't do anything cool at this point, uh, you know, versus comparing the damage to impulse. So maybe we'll be increasing that a little bit. Uh, there was a, a bug with the Vault Familiar, which people found. I mean, there's just, I know I'm sounding like, you know, going through things, but uh, these are just things that are coming off the top of my head where I'm like, oh, yeah, we and we address this and we address this. So uh, it's it's all of this ability feedback, all of the balance feedback that we're getting, um, y- you know, uh, that's, that's just incredibly valuable. So, uh, uh, you know, I, I know I, I always say we have the best community, but seriously, this is this run on PTS and the people being on PTS and, and the guilds providing all of their feedback has been great this time. How do you actually get that feedback? Is there like a daily meeting or something where everything pulls together, or do you have a filtering system of, oh, this person's full of crap or whatnot? There's, there's a read. lot of different ways. I mean, we, we have, you know, we meet every day and go over some of the feedback. Uh, I know uh, we, we visit the forums. I know evening times, especially, you know, when I'm not busy kind of working on some of the bugs or working with the other teams, I'll go home and log immediately onto the forums and look at the different posts that are there. Uh, so, I mean, we're, we're constantly trying to, you know, uh, it, it's, it's both, you know, in terms of Jess and Gina being really great about uh, communicating, you know, the feedback from the community, as well as, you know, us also looking at, you know, what are the players saying and, and going in there and kind of um, uh, reading, reading all the great pages of feedback. Cause there, there's, there's a ton of great uh, threads that are out there as well in terms of, you know, uh, like Paul was saying, the trials, um, some, I think there was a post where there was like five pages worth of feedback from one of the guilds. Um, so it's just various ways we, we get the information. I, I noticed that with this, uh, with this <laughs> update to the PTS, um, I was, uh, a little disappointed that uh, the enforcer tabards were not available. Will that be coming anytime soon? Do you think? Uh, well, the enforcer tabards kind of needs the enforcers to actually be there as well, right? Uh, so <laughs> uh, that that is, you know, that that secondary part is uh, all part of that, uh, you know, justice system. Uh, and again, it's it's one of those things that we really want to do uh, as soon as possible. Uh, but it's it's on our development backlog and. Uh, we have to look and see, you know, how 1.6 hits. Uh, we have to look and see how consoles doing, and you know, it, it just—it's—it's it's not blaming one thing on the other. It's uh, making sure that all of these things are uh, up to the standards we need before we add even more on it. Okay, because I think, maybe, and maybe I was wrong in, in thinking of it this way, but I thought that any—the way it was conceived was any player can become an enforcer if they put on this tabard, and and that had already been like a, a part of a part of the system. Uh, it is well, yeah. So <laughs> when you when you get in development, I mean, you, you start doing a lot of things, but some things you pull back on because you realize, okay, well, we want to get this part out before we do this. Okay. Uh, so so that is part of the planned system. Is that's the way that would work? You sign up and say, hey, I want to be an enforcer, and then you put on your enforcer robe, and then criminals can attack you, and you can attack criminals back. So uh, that is definitely part of what we want to do. Um, but again, it's just going to be a matter of getting this solid first right. and re- really making sure that the justice system we have now, the, the PVE portion, uh, is working and working well. Okay. So, so after the release of, of the console version in June, there, uh, be... that, that seems the most likely most case. Likely. Yes. 
Okay. Uh, now I noticed Surge had had a recent change. Now, can you can you explain some of the thought process behind changing Surge, and and if you would consider removing the cooldown that had come with with Surge? <laughs> so it's funny you say Surge has changed, and I realize okay, which Surge change are you talking about? Because we go through so many. <laughs> um, and I I believe what will uh, hopefully hit next week will be the Surge changes uh, where. Um, I, I want to tell you that uh, there's less magicka cost on them. I I'd have to go back. We've <laughs> like there's been uh, 80 changes to different abilities, but I know we changed surge uh, for what's coming up. I, I believe in this uh, next push to PTS, uh, and again, mostly based off player feedback about how surge works. Uh, hopefully, uh, making that heal a little better. So, okay, all righty. Um, <clears throat> Let's see, uh, Liz. I guess uh, grab one of those uh, one of those yellow ones down there. Maybe fourteen. Uh, fourteen. Yeah. After the early access controversy of Skyrim for their DLCs, what can you say about the release cycles with ESO? Will PS4, Xbox One? Sorry, my cat just jumped on me. <laughs> Scared the crap out of me. <laughs> so the real question is: Will PS4, Xbox One, and PC and Mac all enjoy simultaneous releases of DLC? Uh, the, I, I can't guarantee that there'll be simultaneous releases. Uh, I will tell you that anytime, uh, you know, you're, you're going through, uh, say, uh, Microsoft or Sony, um, they might hold it for any reason. So, uh, I don't think we can guarantee simultaneous releases. I think that, uh, we have done everything I know possible to assure that the releases are as close together as they can be, however. All right, now I got I got two more questions um, before we we jump into some of the uh, questions that came from Twitter and from the chat room. Uh, number one is is this in in uh, in in your opinion, um, Paul, what what led to the 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 change from subscription to to Tamriel Unlimited? In my opinion, so so now uh, I, you're just talking about my personal opinion. Well, either uh, either in well, this your is off the record. Well, <laughs> either in your opinion or or in fact, I mean, because I'm I'm sort of you know I, I sort of think that last time we spoke, a couple of interviews that that we had with you ago that that you were ta- telling us that really the you guys don't necessarily handle the um uh the the financial aspect of how the game is handled you know you guys didn't sure. say you know Matt Fire wasn't like this game is going to go sub and that's it and then when i when i decide it'll either go buy to play free to play or some other payment model i i believe that exists in in a in a corporate office somewhere else if i'm now if i'm wrong I, i'm wrong that's fine and please let me know but i guess i'm trying to get at is is you know um what was that change and if you don't know the change what was in your opinion what do you think that change was no, they all just do what I say, and I, I slam my fist down and said, "Buy to play, damn it!" Uh, <laughs> now it must be buy to play, champion, damn it, buy it. <laughs> uh, the, the, there is no truth in that previous statement whatsoever. Uh, so I, I think you know when when you really look at it, I think it uh, it just is something that evolves from the community, right? Um, uh, you know, you I would be telling you a lie if I said we don't read the boards. And we don't see, you know, what I would consider kind of the uh, prevailing opinion uh, of of what the players want. And so, you know, we didn't get rid of subscription. We we still have ESO Plus there. Uh, we still think that's a good way, uh, you know, to experience the game. But we also think, hey, there's there's another way we can do this. 
And so that's that's kind of the uh, change of the model there. So I, I think it's giving people the option that they, uh, I would say, rather loudly ask for. And, uh, you know, we, we don't want to be arrogant and, and not uh, listen to what players are asking for. So community aside, did did um, consoles and, and the release of consoles have anything to do with, with the decision at all, do you think? Uh, do I think so? Yes, I, I, I absolutely think so. I think that uh it's it's you know and this is this is my opinion so i'm uh, you know but i think that it's a fool that doesn't look at all of the factors when they're making a plan for uh anything and so sure i think that's a factor uh do i think it's the overriding decision no uh but i do think it's a factor okay um and then this next one here before we go to the uh the community questions that we have uh crowns how much are they going to actually cost when um, when looking at real real life dollars? I don't have the information for how much crowns are going to be at this point. Okay, so still unknown. Yeah. Um, all right, and either either Mike or Rob, uh, with whichever one uh, who rolls the higher initiative. <laughs> Let's. Uh, I guess. Nerd. Uh, you love it, and you know it. <laughs> So uh, the first one on Twitter actually got answered really early on in our questions here, and that was from Preston, uh, which is Osgand. Uh, how will Zoss define DLC versus updates? How will Rothgar, Thieves Guild, and Spellcrafting, etc. be differentiated in terms of, I guess, purchase versus, you know, considering just a, a regular update? Yeah, I, th- I think we handled that one, right? Right. Okay. And then the second one from Twitter was from Monovan. Uh, I know this has nothing to do with update six, but could you please ask about uh, non-player characters in the non-VR campaign in Cyrodiil being VR five? So, you know, uh, if everybody there is supposed to be sub fifty, you know, why are the uh, non-player characters still VR five in those campaigns? That is a really good question. Uh, I believe that actually has to do with the the tech we have set up for that campaign. I don't know that the campaign tech actually controls that. Um, versus, so there's there's two different tech pathways there uh, versus you know what you set that level at for how players are battle leveled to each other versus how Cyrodiil as a zone is handled. Um, so it is something that uh, I know Brian has talked about, um, but but that is the reason why it is the way it is. Uh, and whether we actually uh, can change that or not, I, I, I think uh, is something that we just have to add to our backlog. Uh, Rob, questions from the chat room. Okay, I think uh, one that uh, everybody really wants to know is: uh, what, uh, Can you tell us any plans for console beta? Uh, not. Not at the moment. Um, I know we're going to be uh, announcing all that information on the website in the uh, future. Okay. Okay. Uh, I I would say that the future there being probably within a month of uh, of now, uh, we'll have more information about that beta. Excellent. So about a month from now, we might have we might have more info on on the beta for consoles. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Rob, the next one. Okay, this is actually a very good question. Um, why is there no full opt-out for the justice system for those that want nothing to do with it and are worried about accidentally stealing something or pressing the wrong button? Uh, the reason he asks is uh, some disabled players with hand tremors are going to have a uh, difficult time with this. Hmm. 
okay, so so I can actually answer this. So we talked about this a lot when we were doing the justice system, and uh, I I, w- I will be flat out honest when I tell you that it is it is one of the things that we we really wanted and considered, but it's it starts to complicate things all the way through when you look at having to turn off uh, the whole thing, and eventually. It became one of those problems where it's like, if we would like to ship the justice system anytime while people still have teeth in the room, uh, <laughs> we're, we're going to have to you know, make a decision here. And that was one of the decisions that we actually had to make. We, we tried to make it safe to where you couldn't accidentally attack the NPCs, um, but thievery being less of a crime, it just, it just started to pile on. And so we said, hey, let, let's, let's leave it as is uh, and uh, put it in. So... It certainly wasn't to say that it wasn't a desired thing at some level, uh, but we had to make a call, and that was the call we made. I can relate. I accidentally tested the new staff animations and the justice system at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, you know, uh, there is the option available for not being able to attack innocents, so you could toggle that on. And we actually have a change coming in uh, where... There was actually based off feedback on the forum, someone was mentioning, hey, when I actually opt to not kill innocents, I don't want to see the justice neutral glow. So we've we've fixed that as well. Uh, Rob from from Wombat here. Okay, let me see. Let me highlight it so I can see it. All right. Uh, With the nonstop threads on the forums regarding Sorks are now being uh, underpowered. Uh, are there any plans to buff up the class? Uh, I know that you, uh, you you touched on Surge a little bit ago, but uh, is there any other aspect of the Sorcerer you can touch on? Sure. So, um, okay. How to say this uh, as politically as possible. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that there are always going to be people who say X class is underpowered, and they will have video proof showing you why X class is <laughs> class is underpowered um and then you're going to have somebody else who comes in and says now watch me play now uh so we have been watching this very carefully i've seen some great videos uh showing a guy doing some one versus one dueling on a sork and nobody can touch him and then i i have definitely seen the complaints where people say yes but that has to be the pet build and then some other people saying no it doesn't and then they have video proof and i've seen good video proof of other things. So I think what we're doing and the philosophy we're taking is we're taking this ability by ability and, and really looking at uh, what they have from ability by ability. And then after we do that, then we start to look at some of the cohesive builds and, and see what we have. Um, I certainly know that each class, um, or if you're playing a class, um, each time you'll think that your class tends to be underpowered. And I'm sorry, I know that sounds somewhat insulting. I don't mean it to be. Um, I know there's some good analysis out there, and I mean that sincerely. I, I really do. I know there's good analysis out there, but at the same time, we have to be very careful about this because if, if, we, if we overpower somebody, it becomes a, a real problem, and if we underpower somebody, it becomes a real problem. So I'm not saying that we're really happy with where sorts are currently, um, just because on, on the 1.6 specifically is what I'm talking about. Uh, but I do know that uh, we are being very careful and, and trying not to overreact to uh, any of the uh, feedback there. So there you go. All right. Um, now, Fair let's enough. see. Uh, uh, next uh, next couple there, Rob, please.
All right, looks like we've got some video coming back up. Um, sorry for the slowdown, guys. Uh, obviously, you know we've been we've been having some technical difficulties uh, with our with our shows as of late, and you know I have to blame my bandwidth, unfortunately. Um, but we're here, and I don't know how long we're going to be here. So let's let's move ahead. <laughs> uh, so so everyone on the Skype call, can you hear me? Okay. I can yes, hear I hear you. Fantastic. Audio is a little bit different, but yeah. Yeah, can hear you. All right. And that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Paul Sage, thank you so much out of the bar. <laughs> for uh, for giving us the answer as to when exactly the new expansion of Elder Scrolls Online is going to be. And, uh, no problem. Glad to help. All right. So uh, let's move on to... <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It didn't happen. That was cruel. It was, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, Rob, where did, where did we leave off? Was it with uh, Grasshopper? Uh no, uh, well, I, I think, think we were I, talking about the flying dragons. Yes, uh, dragon mounts. <laughs> we, we were talking about dragon mounts. Thank God those are uh, finally coming to the game. Yes. Uh, <laughs> let's see. I think I might have jumped down in the list here, but I was talking about uh, something with the guild stores. Uh, but I may have jumped ahead. Uh, was I, I think it was a question on uh, the... Per- if, I, if I heard part of it correctly, it had to do with the permissions for... Guild banks. Ah, ah, yes, yes. Thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, the uh, the question was: uh, Are there any plans uh, to provide more options to the guild interface, uh, specifically permissions for various ranks um, or permissions to uh, take out up to a certain quality of item from the guild bank? It's uh, it's something we've talked about, and uh, we've kind of. Uh, explored it a little bit internally but uh right now it's not in, it's not being worked on at the moment um but it is something we've kind of talked about internally uh so uh not not at the moment all right uh this question comes from grasshopper who says uh people are confused about changes to stats quite a bit of us understand that stat losses in quotes are actually uh, regained through the champion system. But what about base stats like health, magic, and stamina? Are the mobs getting toned down to our levels, or our or our, or is there other plans? Okay, there's 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 uh, some complex questions. I'm going to answer a question that wasn't asked first. Sure. Uh, so I apologize, but uh, so there there was some question about why we did what we did with the numbers to increase the scale. Uh, so going to that question, um, which is, you know, multiplying out all the numbers, the reason we did that is has to do directly with the champion system and people being able to see progress for the numbers that they have put in. Um, I will say that my past history teaches me anything. It's that if people are told you've gained progress, but they don't see it reflected in their character stats, that doesn't feel very good. And so that's one of the reasons we did that is because the justice system does alter things numerically in the back end, but we wanted to make sure that that's represented in the front end. So that's why that was so important to do. Uh, and it was part of the impetus for it. Furthermore, uh, as uh, I've talked about earlier, uh, not, in, not in this uh, podcast, but rather uh, earlier when we had a guild summit, um, one of the things we talked about was the ways we would implement the champion system. And I said we couldn't just put it on top of what already existed, uh, but actually had to uh, make room for it. Now, th- we what we made room for was really what a veteran rank 14 character would get, uh, which is now 70 champion points. And so we've kind of balanced the game to that. 
However, we've also made a number of other changes, uh, not just to the scaling of, of the abilities, but to the way that you know crit uh, works and, and crit is handled, uh, the way crit defense is handled. Um, and a lot of these things required us to adjust even uh, the multiplier on how we multiplied out the numbers or, or the very uh, fine detail of the scale of the numbers. And that's some of what we're seeing, and I think that's what your question is directly asking. Uh, but that had to do more with the overall global balance uh, and changes to the way we handled uh, various fundamental changes to the game itself, um, which were actually a lot of uh, derived from a lot of suggestions from the players that we had, which is you know things like, hey, we want light armor and medium armor and heavy armor to be a more significant choice. Uh, we don't want you know light armor tanks. Uh, so um, all of those, <laughs> all of those changes. Uh, really uh, came out in 1.6, which some of it is related to the champion system and some of it is related to uh, the more global changes uh, to the systems. You know, back in my day, uh, kids would ask, why do we need to take math and why do we need to pass math class? And um, that is to become a game developer. (laughs) That's the bad answer. (laughs) I think I remember asking exactly that. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Why am I going to use this? When am I ever going to use this? Uh, and one, our, our final question that came from the chat room is from Flair. Uh, will you please ever allow us to have multiple windows open on PC for inventory management, having my bank, guild bank character, and bags open all at once? Um, is Chris, Chris still here? Yes, Chris? Yeah, I'm, I'm still here. Uh, <laughs> there's no plans right now for that. Um, with the way some of our UIs kind of built with the different scenes and the uh, approach we kind of took for um, kind of trying to keep you anchored in the world, uh, it, it's a little bit of a technical challenge to do some of those things and still have the layout work uh, for like the base UI. Um, I'm not going to say never, you know, because, yeah. uh, you know, everything evolves with the UI and uh, even, you know, based on the feedback, we've been kind of trying to add as much as we could, um, like you know, like the chat bubbles and uh, more options for the players. Uh, I've seen uh, some feedback on that. Uh, it's not something we're working on right now. Uh, I know uh, there's been some ideas on how something like that could work, but it's, it's definitely a challenge both on a design and technical uh, side to make something like that work. How about divorce? Am I ever going to be able to uh, divorce the the character that I have I have engaged in Mara's blessing with? <laughs> Not without paying a lot of money. Oh, wait, sorry. <laughs> that's, that's real life interfering with fantasy life, isn't it? <laughs> oh, that is so BS. The husband that left me or, or the player should be <laughs> alimony or something. Uh, no, I, I... I I don't know that we're going to have a system set up like that. I think the Rings of Mara were set to be a, a, a love is forever type of thing. Oh. How about uh, cross-faction <laughs> PvE grouping? Uh, I, I will say that uh, I would say that that is more likely by far than a divorce. Um, <laughs> yes, uh, I, I do think that that's it. Hey, hey, there was one other thing. I, if you don't mind, I'm going to pull this out of the chat room. No, please Somebody do. asked, asked yeah. me about... Uh, no light armor tanks, and I don't want this to be taken the wrong way. That was actually something that the community said to us. Now, we weren't saying that you shouldn't have light armor tanks. In fact, 
we do think that there is still a way to increase your armor enough to where you can be a light armor tank, but people just didn't want it to be so easy. And so, uh, yeah, I, I didn't want that to get misconstrued. I wasn't saying you shouldn't be able to tank and be in light armor. I was simply stating that there had to be choices that you made in the way you geared yourself out with light armor to actually do that. Uh, and I think it was too easy to do that before, and in fact, it became the uh, primary and only path for that. Well, Paul, I mean, I mean, uh, the the evasion tank is is popular in in some other games like Rift um and I think even Star Wars: The Republic has a version of the evasion tank where your evasion's so high it doesn't matter how hard the boss is going to hit you based on your on your armor uh rating because it just never does end up hitting you um do you think maybe something like that might might work for Elder Scrolls Online I don't think so and I'll tell you why um I don't I don't like missing I think missing is incredibly frustrating, especially in a game when you have the controls that we have, where you're aiming at somebody. Um, I know we have missing in the game. I will say that uh, it's not my favorite thing, honestly. Um, I, I think damage mitigation works a lot better, even if even if evade is a damage mitigator. That's my personal preference, so I don't always get my personal preference, but uh, uh, I, I would say that I don't like missing for that reason. I think it feels bad when you actually have to aim and you're like, look, I got my cursor on that guy and I hit my attack. Oh, and the game said I missed versus I actually missed. So uh, that's right. that's the reason why I think it's, uh, it's, it's not my favorite thing. All right, uh, we got two more questions. Number one, um, crown store items. Now, I know, I know, you're always a big proponent on saying no more character slots. Eight is enough. Um, to, to quote a terrible '80s sitcom. But <laughs> uh, do you think maybe uh, if it, that could be extra character slots is something that we could pay for through the crown store? Uh. I think it's something that uh, we considered. You know, I think that's kind of come up. Um, you know, similar to uh, I think in in one of the uh, previous uh, Ask Us Anything, someone was also mentioning kind of renaming of characters, and we're kind of looking at you know different kind of options that you know players will have access to. Um, I don't think right now it is something that's in development beyond kind of like a exploration phase, but uh, okay. How about hey, Lance? Arwin? Yes, sir. Anything else on that? Uh, oh no, I no, I, I haven't heard anything else. But I do think uh, Dick Van Patten is in the uh, <laughs> chat room. You've angered him. Uh, apparently, <laughs> played by Ranger Enzi or something like that. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I was more of a Hogan family Valerie type of guy, I guess. <laughs> Just, wow. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so, so lances, yay or nay? Uh, I think anybody with any name can play our game. I, I think Lance is a fine name. Lance is a great name. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but, no but war, uh, jousting then. Nay on the nay on the uh, on the weapon type, possible jousting. Uh, I, I don't. I don't. Uh, I will tell you, um, weapons. It, it's it's one of the things that are actually really tricky. Uh, because weapons have to come with a full animation suite. And I'm not saying it's something we would never do. It's just something that is incredibly time-consuming to do uh, a, an entirely new weapon. So I, I, I am all for uh, not only lances. I'd love to see spears um, in the game as well. Um, so, uh, but, but those are incredibly, incredibly uh, lengthy uh, and, and hard-to-do things. Uh, now, I just see all of these new mounts coming in. It's like... That would be such a cool addition. 
because we're going to have the mount section of the, the the collectibles, and with continuing growth of mounts to have mounted combat of some type. Oh, could you imagine, Mike? You know, me on my striated uh, my striated guar, wearing my my wedding dress with a lance in my hand, snuggling with my Paul <laughs> Sage by plushie. Your, uh, tin can. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now Liz has uh, has a couple of questions that she she wanted to throw out. Um, so so uh, we'll end off with with that. Okay, these are just like quick 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 fire questions. So just the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay, one after another, and you guys can figure out who goes first. But first question: Who's your favorite Muppet? <laughs> what did you say? Who's our favorite Muppet? Yeah. <laughs> Muppet. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I, I so uh, I like I like I know this is gonna sound weird. Sweetums, I think his name was. Yes. He's big. He's tall. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Probably Statler and Waldorf. Good answer. Yes. All right. Good, very good answer. What's your favorite '80s or '90s music video? Can't say Thriller. Oh. <laughs> you harpy. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the the closer. Uh, nine inch nails. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Chris, you and I fist bump. Yeah. Oh wow. He <laughs> he takes closer. And I I, I was thinking of uh, whatever that uh, Chris Isaac song was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll just leave it at the Chris Isaac song, and you you'll you'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. I live in America. I like choice. All right. Yeah. Uh, Favorite type of Oreo? The choice of a new generation? Peanut butter. What? The favorite type of Oreo? Yeah. Uh, yeah double I stuff. didn't know there was multiple they, types. Yeah. Oh my god, they have Oreos with chocolate in them. Oh, okay. Anyway, um, Star Wars or Star Trek? Star uh, Wars. Trek. In fact, so much Trek that I'm really hard to stump on the trivia questions. That I is love awesome. Trek. And what is the song that gets stuck in your head most of the time? Everything is awesome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, what song? Hmm. I don't know. I was watching Family Guy last night, and the peanut butter jelly song came up. Again. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, that's, that's, that's it for the questions. Uh, this one's for Paul, since he's a big Trekkie. Uh, sure. Kirk, Picard, or Janeway? Cisco? Incorrect. Cisco is the correct answer for anybody who knows. Wow. Yes. Wow. I didn't think he was going to grab that one at all. Yeah, Cisco is easily the best answer. Uh, you wouldn't have had a Vreenak without Cisco. Wow. Okay. All right. I like that. All right. Uh, Mike, Rob, Liz, any other any other questions that uh, that we want to ask real quick? Um, you know, Paul and, and Chris have been very gracious with with their time, um, but that that time has elapsed, and we should get uh, we should get them on their way. I just want to say thank you to both of you for being here and answering these questions. Uh, for the people in the chat room, if you have been asking questions and they didn't get at, answered, please check back in the beginning part of the interview because a lot of them did get answered early on. Things like the barbershop and stuff of that nature. Okay. Um, well, thank you, gentlemen, uh, for for joining us. Uh, it's uh, always a treat. Thanks, uh, thanks for having us, Chris. It was great meeting you. Uh, we didn't catch what you said, though. What was that? Oh, I was just saying thank, thanks for having uh, me on the show. Oh, yes, sir. And you know, anytime uh, you guys, uh, you know, Chris and Paul, anytime you guys would like to come on, of course, um, 
you know, you're, you're more than welcome. It's always a treat for us having, having you guys here. Wait, Chris, was it you that asked about the male prostitutes on ESO Live? <laughs> what? Prostitutes? Me? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember who it was. Somebody had asked a lore question. <laughs> Did we just have a Fred Garvin re- re- reference? <laughs> I'm sorry, the Fred Garvin thing is only if you're very old. Okay. Well, I am, but... No, I don't yeah. think that was me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uncomfortable pause i know <laughs> well uh paul thanks for being here as well uh we we appreciate you being here and uh, um you guys have a you guys have a great night okay uh, again thanks for having us so much uh, uh anybody uh who's uh in chat or or listening uh just a reminder thanks so much for coming out to pts uh and it, that was you guys are just knocking it out of the park and uh you know, we look forward uh, to seeing you in the game. So uh, s- stick with us and uh, be looking out for uh, 1.6 to go live sometime soon. All right. And Chris, any closing remarks? Uh, yeah, just the same. You know, thanks for all the great feedback on PTS. If you haven't hopped onto PTS, definitely uh, recommend checking it out, installing the PTS client. There's a lot of lot of changes, a lot of great stuff. Um it's it's been awesome just going on to the PTS server and seeing uh, you know other players there kind of pickpocketing, sneaking around, and uh, yeah, you know, just thanks for having us on here. Yeah, anytime, anytime. All right, thanks so much, gentlemen. Thank All you. Right, take care, guys. Mm-hmm. Take care. You too. All right. Well, uh, there goes uh, there goes both uh, Paul Sage and Chris Straws of. Zenimax Online Studios. Uh, it was great having them on, and uh, you know we we appreciate them uh, them being here. But also uh, to to Gina Bruno and Jessica Falsum uh, for for being in the chat room as well. Uh, thank you very much, ladies. It was it was wonderful having you in the chat room. Um, you know, feel free. You can. You know, I know we have many more people in the chat room as well, and uh, you know if you want to stay and answer more questions that the, the chat room may be asking, uh, you know feel free. We'd we'd love having you, of course, and uh, we'll try and see if we can keep an eye out for for those uh, questions and answers as well. Maybe we'll call them out on the show. Alrighty, um, so so I guess I guess that kind of covers pretty much everything. Um, we're going to go into our our uh, in game discussion as well as uh tweets and emails from the community um in the second part of the show starting right now i hate that that's garbage i hate that <laughs> i was like, so not gonna say thing. anything to you <laughs> i was like just let him do it right now <laughs> All right, everyone gets it. We're doing the freaking gameplay now, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh man, what a what what a what an interview! What an interview! The uh... it's peanut butter jelly time, peanut. <laughs> <laughs> so we we had this awesome interview. It was great. Oh man, um, but what have we been doing in game? Uh, that certainly certainly update six is huge on on the PTS. I know we've all been in uh, in there playing. Uh, let's let's start off with uh, let's start off with Rob. What have you been doing in game, man? Oh my gosh, uh, this has been like I think since our last podcast, it has been 
very busy. Uh, I've been playing around the PTS, um, just testing out uh, various uh, various builds because uh, the PTS still has that uh, three character deletions a day. Uh, you know, I was going in making uh, you know making a template and then testing something out, um, and then fortunately, as of Monday, when they they wiped all of the uh, all of our characters that we had previously had the week before on the PTS. Yeah. Um, like I was actually ecstatic because I had all these character slots to make, so I tested everything that I possibly could um, and just played around with it. It was just an ab you know absolute ton of fun. Um, and like seriously, when. Uh, when I mentioned earlier that I accidentally tested the justice system and the uh, the new staff animations at the same time, I was running around. Um, it was early when I had when I still had one of the uh, one of the live character copies. I think it was running around Shornhelm, and I just wanted to test out like the uh, the healing staff animations. I'm like, okay, let's see what this thing does. I didn't even notice that I was targeting a guard. But I attacked the <laughs> guard. So then all of a sudden, this guard comes up and just like, you know. Oh, okay. All right. Screen went dark, and now I have a "What killed me?" screen. So, um, <laughs> ding, 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 poof. <laughs> yeah, it was a. It, it was pretty funny. Uh, you know, I, I got a kick out of it. But like, I just I tried to get my hands into absolutely everything possible. It was like extremely overwhelming, um, and it, it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, so the PTS over the past uh, two weeks has uh, you know has taken up a lot of my game time. But also on the live server, um, I have been working on a Dragon Knight. Uh, haven't been able to level this one as quickly as I was my Sorcerer. Uh, my Sorcerer is now Veteran Rank 3. Um, and I'm working on this Dragon Knight. Uh, and I just hit 22 last night, I think. So, And this character was made this weekend. So wow. So, Rage, it. do you have a, one of those like um, calendars that you tear the thing off of every day? This is how long it is until I get rid of this character. No, no, I don't actually. Um, so I was actually hoping that they would, uh, uh, when we uh, when we asked a question if we could purchase more character slots, that they'd be, you know, that they would tell us, oh yeah, sure, you know, why not? We don't, you don't see why not? Because uh, now I've, I've actually reached that point where I am unwilling to delete any more characters. I was expecting another flat-out no. Um, whenever whenever um, Paul was asked in the past about about extra character slots, you know, the answer was always no. It's eight is eight is enough. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but but uh, it seems like you know they they may offer that on on the Crown Store. It looks like they're they said that they're exploring the opportunity to to possibly do that. So we'll see. Um, my gameplay has been real, real spotty, you know, over the week. Um, I've had, I've had several, several streams on, on the PTS. My, my gameplay this week has been, has been dedicated to the community, not to myself. Um, which is, which and we is, appreciate it. Hey, you know what? Especially uh, your dress. I uh, I I hate the fact that you're making fun of me now. I'm not making fun of well. I'm making fun of the fact that you put a wedding dress on. No, Liz, you hate me. Just a minute. No, no. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I I I did that. So so. That was awesome. It was a funny joke. Um. 
but you know, I haven't I haven't had a, a chance to to get into the the um, the live server too much, and and work on my VR seven. Um, you know, once you hit VR fourteen, apparently you're going to get you know tons of champion points. Uh, when when this thing goes when this uh, update six goes live sometime in in you know sometime between now and March, so I really got to start hammering that away. But you know this whole this whole week I've tried really really hard to to dedicate to the uh, the community and just sort of you know get some streams going, um, telling people hey this is this is what's here. Let's take a look at the champion. Let's take a look at justice. Let's take a look at the crown store. And and that's that's what I've been doing this week. And it was a lot of fun. Uh, especially with the the uh, the wedding dress, <laughs> and you're spanking the guar on the butt. Yeah, that's funny. It is. Giddy up, giddy up, guar. Giddy <laughs> up. Uh, sorry if I'm a little dry today. I mean, obviously, I got some bad news. So, <laughs> but uh, anyway, moving moving on from me, um, Liz, you and I, we did some, we did some. Uh, well, some, some you know what we did community-wise right? is, is Mike mentioned it earlier is that we all got together uh, with the guild leaders and did some dueling. Yeah, thank you for bringing that up. I, I had that in the back of my head. That was something I wanted to talk about. Um, that was over a week ago, so you know it's easily it easily forgotten, especially if you're like me and lost <laughs> every time. <laughs> that was a good time. We we organized between. We had what was it? Two per faction, right? Two for the yep. AD, EP, and DC. Two per faction. So the four of us, uh, Ray and Dampan, uh, was there, and uh, myself and Dampan took it for the win for the AD in the end. <laughs> yeah, we all got together in uh, in a small town on the west, uh, the west end of of uh, the, the west side, y'all, <laughs> <laughs> of, of the Imperial City, and uh, we had we had a. Um, an, an arena event we duked it out you know two you know one two person uh two people in 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 a ring um just sort of you know hammering at it and um after all was said and done we we had a free-for-all and and it was fun and uh yeah mike and and uh and uh dame they uh they took the crown that because they cheated they didn't cheat <laughs> they cheated they cheat. disappeared <laughs> And then they ganked up on me. And Dame says it's Dame Fan Mike. Yeah. You know, I'm going to keep calling him Dame Fan, though, until he starts calling me Mickey or Mike. <laughs> <laughs> so so what about uh, what about you, Liz? What's uh, what's your week been like? Well, what, about, what about Mike? So what about Mike? Mike, what's your week been like? Well, Liz no rules says, to this. I don't uh, care. I had a, a, a slight encounter uh, in... Uh, what uh, what's Reaper's March? Reaper's March, and uh, I ended up giving her an ETD, an electronically transmitted disease. Uh, now she howls at the moon, and she can tell you more about that if she'd like. I got fleas. You got, she got fleas. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, he messaged me and he said, "Hey, what are you doing?" I'm not doing anything. I'm just running around. Okay, well, let me come bite you. Okay, bite me. <laughs> <laughs> And somehow and that's that... actually when I turned off my computer. Well, my computer froze or my internet dropped or something. He he had bit me, and I was like, "Hey, I'm all red. Why am I all red? Oh, that's your blood." Okay. Um, then my computer got turned off, and the next day I got a new. Oh, no, well, a day passed, and then I got a new computer with very nice graphics, and that was my first venture into um, 60 FPS as a werewolf. 
entering that little uh, area. So that was really cool. Uh, I had some people help me out. I think Nerevar Tavani helped me out find what I needed to do in there. It's just one quest, but then they said, okay, you're a werewolf. I never used anything afterward. I just wanted to say that, you know, I, I got bitten. <laughs> I haven't used anything yet. But you also, I saw on Twitter, you hit VR6. I did. Yeah, congratulations. Yay, it only took three months. Well, no, the last episode we did, I think I remember you saying you hit VR5. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, you've, you've oh, been kind of you know killing helps it. Is that when you go into silver and gold content, um, you know, it on your quest log, it just says Cadwell's sliver, uh, do the stuff, do the silver content. I never knew exactly what that meant, but I never really, you know, thought about it. And then I was just looking around for achievements or something and I accidentally pressed on the wrong tab and it said, Oh, here's what you need to do for the silver content. Oh, I thought it was just me, but a lot of other people didn't know that was there. Yeah, no, no, you're right. Uh, I was one of them up until probably, uh, yeah, three or four months ago. So it does help like knowing that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I still at least have a quest log for at least the area that you're in. You know, what, what, what do you need to do? But, so now I'm actually trying to sort through the quests because the quests that are listed on that, you know, what Cadwell Sliver is, are, do not match up name-wise to the quests you have in your journal. So it's, it's kind of hard to figure out what's what. And there's a lot of reading. But yeah, doing that kind of <laughs> zooms up your uh, veteran level. <laughs> All right. Yeah, the chat room saying, wow, you guys are casuals. Yeah, we are. We are yeah, proud, we are proud casuals. Absolutely. Yeah, we, we uh, many, many podcasters are are casuals, though, when it comes to their Well, they kind of have to be because MMO. there's so much time dedicated to it. Yeah, yeah. So so there you go. Um, but uh, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what we don't have problems with. Having fun. Ever. <laughs> like, there's always something to do in the game. Like, right, right Rob, we don't have to worry about... Uh, we're we're world first in this, and we got all the achievements, and now there's not going to be any content for nine months. Like we don't have that problem. <laughs> there's always something to look forward to. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Dragon Star Arena is still is still a challenge for us, and so that's what's great about being a casual. It's just always something to look forward to. And plus, it's a nice thing at the end of the day after a twelve hour day like I had today to come home and you know just log in for an hour or two, you know. No worrying about, oh, I got to get the, this food and that food. And, yeah. So. <laughs> All one right. thing I do have to worry about, though, is uh, in the PTS, I've been uh, playing with the justice system, <laughs> orc, orc purging. And uh, now I have an orc warband that is gathered on Twitter to get rid of me. So. So somebody created. I have a feeling somebody created this account, or what happened? Somebody, no, there's, somebody, a, there's a guy who has an account for his, his orc. Um, I can't remember his name right now off the top of my head. Uh, but, you know, so we go back and forth. And Mark and myself, Mark hates on the elves. I hate on the orc. And uh, the uh, other uh, Twitter follower there, you know, joins in. And it's always hilarious because, uh, you know, the three of us can't agree on, like, liking anybody in Tamriel. So... So it's kind of funny. It's a it's a nice out of character type of thing that goes on online for us. I saw you murder orcs uh, left and right on the PTS. It was it was. Oh horrible. yeah. That they should have robs. wanted signs with your little character's picture on it. That Which, by the way, you have a fine character. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Um, I'll tell you what. Let's move into this week in Tamrielic holidays. Uh, starting with, uh, well, now this has kind of been Mike's thing now, right? You're our Tamrielic historian. 
you go ahead, man. So today, son, or no, not today. Today is the fifth. Uh, so this is earlier this week. Sun's Dawn the second was Mad Pelagius Day. So Mad Pelagius is a silly little tradition in High Rock, in a mock memorial to Pelagius Septim the third, one of the maddest emperors in recent history. He died about three hundred and fifty years ago. So the Septims since have taken it with good humor. In Daggerfall, this is the summoning day for Shia Gorath. Now, for those of you who've played Skyrim, this is the um, the uh, Septum that you meet when you do the uh, Shia Gorath quest in the Blue Palace on the uh, Pelagius Wing. So he's the one at the table with you uh, when you're talking. Wait, that's not Shia Gorath? Uh, uh, well, Shia Gorath is there talking to him. So there's the guy that disappears. Oh, there's another guy. Yeah. yeah. And Thanks. then uh, today, Sun's Dawn the 5th. Uh, Orthronctide, uh, the people of Duanin have a huge party to celebrate Orthronctide, uh, the day when Baron Orthronc took Duanin from the undead forces who claimed it at the Battle of Whitemore. All right, your tweets and emails right after our fancy little mail bumper. He's coming to get you, Mike. He's coming to get you, Mike. He's getting you. What does he I have in his hand? coming to get you, because weren't you the guy, the ship captain? I've been looking for you. <gasps> Got something I'm supposed to do. Oh, okay. Your hands only. Oh, oh no! <laughs> oh. What's that? <laughs> now, for those that don't know, if Arwen decided to make uh, a character on the PTS that was named, what was it? Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> Richard Dreyfus. And... Uh, <laughs> And Rob he made was somebody else. The... Who was he? Rob, yeah. who was your character? I, I made a character named Robert Shaw. Nice. No. Yeah. Now, for those that don't know, those are char- uh, actors who played in Jaws. Jaws, yeah. So, um, so, so there it is. Uh, my, yeah, I've recently deleted uh, Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> you sure you didn't get eaten? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. He, he just, got he got eaten by server deletion. It came out of nowhere. I just don't know why he picked that particular. I don't know. Where did Chad Harrington come from? That was my uh, my. <laughs> that was weird too. My, I, I most obnoxious football star in all of in all of high school football. <laughs> Chad Harrington. We're gonna need a bigger mailbox. <laughs> <laughs> Good one, Captain Dermack. Oh boy! All right, so so, so Mike, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm like tearing apart this poor little pen here. It's like got nothing left because of my fidgety nerves. Um, Mike, what did what did some of our our uh, our followers on Twitter say to us this week? Okay, so this week we asked the question: What did you enjoy most about Update 1.6 on the PTS? And uh, so from Iraq Soren. Uh, definitely figuring out how to one-shot mammoths and giants with a 56,000 damage sneak attack wrecking blow. Jesus. So fun. Oh, my God. Uh, he's got to run up a course. Broken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then from uh, our guild leader, Ray, uh, stealing everything in sight, going on a murderous rampage, then selling all of my ill-gotten games. From Wenzu2222, uh, the Draugr polymorph costume, also stealing, and there was a link to a Draugr dance thing that was going on. Uh, oh, from nice. Fizzonts, uh, triple-statted mounts, collection UI, 70 
CPS to keep my head busy for some time. Plus, the game feels more responsive. From our co-work, our co-host on Classic Elder Scrolls, Flash, 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 Carnegie Wolf. <laughs> uh, which, if you don't know where that comes from, watch his streams of uh, Redguard. They're hilarious. They are hilarious. Uh, did you guys become? Yeah. Did you guys become the focus of a creepy monkey puppet? Because I found one and I sold it. Then I found one again and I sold it. Then I found it again. And I sold it. Found it again and sold it. Just curious. But anyone got any good exorcists? <laughs> so, <laughs> That's over my head. I don't get it. <laughs> uh, Screech 79. The crown shop is just so good. I'm loving my panther. Nice. Yeah, that oh, panther yeah. Is, is pretty. pretty. And the Draugr polymorph thing, too, that that uh, Wenzu 2222 had said is, is badass. I love that. Those are my two favorite things in the store. Oh, you like the wedding dress. I uh, I love you're right, Liz. Let, let's just be honest. I, I looked pretty. <laughs> so from uh, ESO Bagria Bagira Bagira, butchered that one. Sorry. Uh, this one likes the costumes the best. Ah, yeah. uh, and then Scary Drew responded to that. I love pickpocketing as a VR fourteen Nightblade. Yes, the Shadow Cloak is a huge advantage. This is my bread and butter. Uh, from uh, I'm going to call him. Damn fan. <laughs> uh, the changes to the AOE hits of all enemy mobs. Uh, from Nervar Telvani, uh, the Guar Mount, though, and the collection systems finally able to free up bank space for more crafting mats. Mm. So, and I want to thank uh, some of our community members who answered the question that I had because uh, I had a bug where uh, I couldn't buy stuff from the, uh, the store. And I had a question about uh, will the hide helmets still work and a lot of people weighed in on that that uh, if you put a costume on that yes if you have hide helmet and you have a helmet on the costume that it will hide it so you can still see your face oh that's awesome um evan wind is in the chat room saying news of the week is uh avarwin and Krimi's engagement unfortunately is now off <laughs> um, this was due to three different factors uh it's not her it's me uh there's a height difference I'm too tall. She's too short. You'd think that'd work in my favor, um, but it, it became an issue. And uh, and the 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 green pact. Um, I started to get really constipated after all that meat. Um, which again, you'd think it'd be a problem for her having as much as much meat as she was, but it it was a problem for me. And um, the third factor was uh, Liz's character. Looks mighty fine in some new armor. Though the VR six, uh, the costume, right? That I've been asking everyone about. Where do I get that? Where do I get that? Nobody yeah. would answer me. Oh, yeah. you know, I put this it on. Comes... I was like, whoa. So, uh, it's it's not crimmy. It's it's me, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Got, I have no idea where this episode is going. I, I don't know if the chat room's going nuts on your little meat comment. <laughs> what? The green pact. I, uh, it's too much. <laughs> I, I gotta have some fiber in my freaking diet, you know? No, the green pact, uh, you're talking about the meat mandate. Yeah. <laughs> mandate? Uh. Uh. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, so so uh, two. we got two emails here. Uh, one from Dominic and uh, from longtime fan Scotty D. Scotty D. 
Uh, so this one comes from Dominic. He says, hey guys, I was considering getting Morrowind for PC, but couldn't decide whether to download it on Steam or buy the hard copy. Are there any advantages between the two or am I just a pointless, or is it just a pointless question? Your fan, Dominic. Uh, I have it on Steam, and I'll tell you, I kind of wish I went out and, and bought the hard copy for PC, but I'm not too sure how readily available that is. And the reason why is because uh, I'm a dork, obviously, and I like the boxes. <laughs> and and it's it's out there. You could probably still buy it for, you know, probably buy it for a PC um, on the Internet. But uh, if you if you can get it, yeah, I mean it, the, it's going to come with the box and the physical CDs, and you know hopefully you can find one that's got the maps in there and the booklet. So there's there's an advantage, I think. Are the maps made of paper? Hey, uh, well, a lot of PC, <laughs> well, at least uh, laptops are coming without uh, CD players anymore. I mean, they're they're kind of starting to be phased out. Yeah. What are you going to do when that happens? Uh, oh, no. Hopefully. Oh, no. He's going to hold the disc up and just be like, oh, look, I've got it. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you can actually buy an external CD drive and all that stuff, but that's something extra, you know. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Rob, Scotty D's email, please. Hey there, ESOTR peeps. I haven't written in for a while, and I want to let you know first off that I'm still here and I still love the show. Secondly, the most recent news of ESO going by to play has me very excited. I love playing in the beta, but was bummed when the game released with a sub-model. Now that the subscriptions will be done away with, it means that players like me will actually be able to join in. Look for me in-game soon. Divines guide you, Scotty D. We shall see you in-game, Scotty D. Yeah, it's it's an interesting perspective on on buy to play you know a lot of people uh you know lately the news is is all been you know the the buy to play model and and some people love it some people do not like it um but you know it's always nice to hear uh from from a uh from from different perspectives and and um not that we've gotten a tremendous amount of anger over this at all uh in fact we haven't gotten a single email or a tweet don't quote me on the tweet. We may have gotten one or two tweets saying they were disappointed. Uh, well, somebody might have said it, but it really, the people that are coming back really outweigh any kind of negativity that we can hear from this because people, yes, I can play this again. Yeah. I'm coming back to the game. You know, it, I love hearing that. That's amazing. Uh, far outweighs too. Like, like mm-hmm. I, I mean, if you were to throw this in percentages, 98, 99% positive. Mm-hmm. It has to be because not a single email and maybe one or two tweets that we've received over the last two weeks that this information has been out there. Maybe. It's been great. It's been very, very nice. So I'm so happy people are coming back. I just, I always think the more the merrier. Now somebody's going to turn that into, oh, she wants everybody in the game. No, I want the people that can't afford it and want to play to play. The person you want the most is your husband so that you can collect your album. He's coming back, hopefully. I don't know. <laughs> and I'm going to collect that check. That justice system is going into place at that point. Right? <laughs> and I'm going to send the cops after his ass. Like, what? Wow. <laughs> so are, are enforcers going to be called for domestic disputes? That's what I want to do. <laughs> I think uh, Zoss needs to uh, call Ivarwin and see how, you know, real cops react to situations like that. Oh, you want to know? I'll tell you. I'll t- this is how I'm it happens. Oh, uh, there's a domestic dispute going on. God damn it. 
Paperwork. <laughs> Paperwork. Just because you tell someone that you had an argument with your brother, now I got to do five times of paperwork. Great. Wait, what was it about? The remote control? God. Really? I'm doing five times of paperwork because little Johnny stole your freaking yogurt. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Hold on. Let me add that to my priority queue. Oh, that would be amazing if some of the NPCs that were that were guards would say stuff like that. Like, God, I gotta go write a scroll. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope they give the guards some personalities too. They do like, actually. At the on the last ESO live, they were talking about how each of the actors even uh, had a little bit of at least the way that words were inflected, you know, and all that, they they would shape the characters of the NPCs that you will be interacting with. Like some guards will be a little less, you know, uh, a little more scared. Uh, some of them will be really strict, you know, stuff like that. Mm. <laughs> that That's one of the things I thought was so funny on the PTS. Uh, I was, I, I found that the Bosmer guards are extremely timid. It's like they'll come up and they'll say, uh, I, "I saw you commit a crime, so could you please just could you please just pay your bounty?" I, well, I don't uh, want, rage, I don't want rage, any trouble. Rage, they're full. They're they, they, full? they don't want. Yeah, they don't want to have to enact the meat mandate. That you, oh, they yeah. know they're going to kick your butt and kill you. So the next part is to eat you. <laughs> well, if you don't pay your bounty, we're just going to chew on you. I'm hoping that, you know, uh, as the Skyrim guards say, what can I do to help a brother Nord? You know, first thing you can do is hold this guy down so I pickpocket him. <laughs> Dame fan chat room saying, great, Avaro, another domestic call for you. This time it's in game slash never get a break. <laughs> Aww. Um, so, so we're going to wind the show down in, uh, in just a few minutes. But first, I want to ask Rob, um, what's going on with, with our guilds as of late from Akatosh, Stendar? And Meridia. Um, I think uh, I know. I think Meridia, right? They're having a PvP event coming up. It's not a PvP event. Uh, they are having a. Uh, they're having a fishing event. Uh, it's called the Deshaun Fishing Jamboree. Uh, it's going to be this Saturday. Uh, that's the seventh of February, and it's going to be at noon Central Time to two uh, Central Time. So that would be one Eastern to three Eastern. Uh, there are no level requirements. Uh, bring bait if you have it, but if you don't, then it will be provided. And everybody will be meeting up at the West Naris Way Shrine in Deshaun. Uh, so for those that are in our chat room aren't quite familiar with our guilds, we do have a guild for all three factions. Uh, Meridia is our Ebonheart Pact guild, and the leader is at Nerevar-Telvani. Uh... All of our guilds have got some uh, activities coming up. Moving on to Akatosh, that is our Old Mary Dominion guild. Uh, the guild leader at Dame Fan uh, is organizing a Sky Shard Hunt slash leveling event it's gonna, that is uh, going to be held this Sunday, if I'm not mistaken, uh, at 2 p.m. Eastern. Uh, so if I, if I did get that date wrong, I apologize. But... All levels are going to be welcome, uh, and if you wish to come along, uh, they are going to be meeting at the Hatterish Eastern Way Shrine. I don't know why I just gave Hatterish an H at the end. Um, <laughs> Hatterish. Well, uh, uh, that's my little tip of the hat to Farangar, because hostilities in Skyrim. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, moving on to Stendar, that is our Daggerfall Covenant guild. Uh, guild leader Ray uh, is going to uh, be leading uh, an event known as the Tour de Orc. <laughs> and what that is, uh, if you've heard of the Naked Argonian run and the Naked Khajiit run, yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Daggerfall Covenant equivalent, the Naked Orc run. Uh, it is going to be held Friday the 13th at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, and they are running from Daggerfall to Shornhelm, uh, immediately followed by the Shornhelm Shindig, uh, which is going to be a dance-off slash emote oh, uh, contest. Awesome. Uh, and there, there, there might be some prizes in it for costume contests, dance routines, uh, just all around creativity and just having a good time at the inn in Shornhelm. So if you have a Daggerfall Covenant character, come on down and, uh, and, and, uh, you know, run, run with the bulls or, or, or the orcs or the orcs. Like, so the, the orcs. So yes, the, the guilds are, are starting to become extremely active. We have a guild for everybody. We're also looking to uh, create a guild page on questgamingnetwork.com for all three guilds. And uh, if you go there, you'll notice that we now have a, um, a blog on there as well. Uh, our first entry of that blog will include these, uh, this information as well. So if you go to questgamingnetwork.com and, uh, and click on our blog, uh, I should have that up at some point tomorrow, hopefully. Um, until then, uh, Liz, would you mind just taking uh, the information here um, in the notes? And just putting that in chat this way, people know what's going on and, and where to go and what times and all that. Absolutely. Thank you so much. All right. Well, that's going to be it, guys. Uh, you can you can get our, our wonderful show right here, Elder Scrolls Off the Record. You can get it on iTunes. You can find us on Stitcher Radio. Of course, you can go to QuestGamingNetwork.com, and you can view this, this episode on YouTube, youtube.com slash Quest Gaming Network, and you can find us live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Quest Gaming Network. Uh, we also have a Facebook as well, uh, facebook.com slash Quest Gaming Network, and you can tweet us at Elder Scrolls OTR. Uh, next episode is, uh, we're going to look, we're going to aim for our next episode to be Friday. February 15th at 9 p.m. Eastern. Isn't that the 13th? Uh, 13th. The 13th. The oh, dear. That, that just happens to be the time of the Tour de Orc. So oh. we might have to reschedule that. But stay tuned. Stay tuned. Yeah, we, we'll, we'll figure something out. Um, so we'll see. Next episode's classic will be Sunday. 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 Uh, yeah. Sunday. You know what? Uh, <laughs> you might have to Sunday, that February 8th at 11 a.m. Eastern. Um, I'll be getting ready for my grandmother's wake at that time. Okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, just sort of figure that out. So you know what, guys? We'll, we'll uh, watch our Twitter. We'll figure this out. Watch our Twitter. We'll figure something out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, forgot everything just happened. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yay live! When everything goes to crap, you can see me shake out as a result <laughs> alright guys final thoughts starting with Mike uh, great episode guys uh, thanks to everybody who joined us in the uh, chat room hopefully uh, you got uh, a lot more information that came out of what we uh, had today and thanks uh, Paul and Chris for being here so I had a great time uh, you know kind of nervous meeting the big wigs <laughs> oh but you, you did great though 
Um, Rob, final thoughts. This was a, a very fun episode. Um, we got a lot of uh, a, a lot of good information from Paul and Chris. Uh, some of it I don't think that had been brought up before. Uh, so uh, I'm happy for that. Uh, until then, uh, we'll see you in game. And lives. I was a little disappointed because I can't get a divorce now. Or alimony. <laughs> no. Well, uh, Liz, in your case, that might not be a point of disappointment. What? What? <laughs> were you saying that people are running to to uh, marry me and never divorce me? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I don't know what I was saying. That's okay. You tried. That's that, that's the important part. <laughs> I've had a day. I'll tell you that. I know. <laughs> I've had some day. <laughs> Um, so, so thank you, thank you to to uh, Chris Straws, to to Paul Sage, to uh, Jessica Falson, Gina Bruno, um, to the entire chat room for being here with with your questions, uh, to our our followers on on Twitter for asking questions as well, uh, for Mike, Rob, and Liz for helping me out uh, this week with the questions, um, and of course the notes and getting everything together for this episode. Uh, if you've been paying attention, you know, a little bit, uh, it's been a very, very difficult week for me. And, um, you know, I wouldn't be able to, this episode would not have been possible without my hosts and without you, um, helping out those, those questions that, uh, that you guys asked were, were very, very good. And, uh, it really made the interview. So, uh, I appreciate everyone's help in putting this episode together. And, um, so, so thank you. Uh, from all of us to you, have an unbelievably great night. Take care, everyone. Be safe. And as always, may the force be with you.